How do I celebrate Christmas? I go to a Chinese restaurant in a bathrobe, and nothing else. No one's going to hear this, right? Ever since Dad and Uncle Dave had that fight over which beer is the official beer of the New York Mets, they're not on speaking terms. They refuse to be in the same room together. Dad and Uncle Dave aren't content just to ignore each other, and ask Grandma to ask Uncle Dave to pass the turkey, who then violently throws the turkey at Dad, sending Great Aunt Claire to the hospital and possibly to an early grave. That's debatable. They have to be sure the entire family has completely cast the other out. So we've been having two separate Christmases at Grandma's house. The first starts at 11am and the second starts at 3. Uncle Dave's Christmas is at 11. So Grandma sets all of his clocks an hour later every week for four weeks. She breaks into his house in the middle of the night like a ninja. That way he thinks his party starts at 3. If he notices, we tell him it's daylight savings time. He's not sure what that is. Uh, none of this would work if he had a job. Or knew how to Google things. Everyone has to be there for both parties. Drink the same amount of alcohol at both. Exude the same amount of merry and holiday spirit at both. Since we're in year six of this, most of us have defaulted to no holiday spirit. I have developed a kind of stage fright about it, and can't hold down any food after November 28th. My doctor has me on a butter and brownie IV drip, so I can gain a healthy amount of weight before the holidays. Is Uncle Sonny your doctor? We have detailed conversation topic cards. That way, in case we bring up a conversation months later, we don't have to be careful about what we say. The kids used to stand across the room holding cue cards. But that involved too much sitcom quality diving behind chairs and couches when Uncle Dave turned his head. Also, the kids started hitting each other with the cue cards, and my cousin Matthew got a paper cut that looked like it was made with a scimitar. You're more at risk for mortal injuries during the holidays. It's scientifically proven. One year, I tapped my finger on the counter, and suddenly I was in a full-body cast. Um, that could have been my brother sneaking up behind me on the stairs and dropping the family couch on me. But they did that three times during the year, and I was totally fine. Once, my brother Vin started talking about a text he got at party two, and Grandma tackled him from across the room. I've never seen a woman with a plastic leg move so fast. Between the two parties, we have an hour to reset the table, rewrap the gifts, get sober, and put the lights back on the wall after Aunt Sue rips them out when Grandma refuses to make gravy her way. It happens every year. Aunt Sue, just give it up. Corn flour is not a good substitution for potato starch. One year, Uncle Sonny got dragged out of the dining room by the police. We had to bribe the cops with the good mashed potatoes to do it again. I don't think they minded beating Uncle Sonny into submission twice. They wouldn't last put the cocaine back into his hiding places. So we had to fill Ziploc bags with flour. Another year, my cousin Nick got drunk and vomited all over the floor. Yeah, did that twice too. Grandma said he deserved it for not holding his liquor. Last year, cousin Mary went into labor at the table. Four hours later, we made her come back from the ER, dump a cup of water on the floor, scream that she was having a baby, and then get back to it. Good thing little Ryan took 14 hours to come out. We reopen the presents, and act surprised every single time. <sighs> it's hard to act surprised about a can of sardines and a lint roller one time. Try thanking someone even once for a $5 Dunkin' Donuts gift card and a muffin their 5-year-old made. It physically hurts. A secret Santa becomes, uh, much less secret the second time. Other highlights, my twin 7-year-old cousins sobbed as their parents took away their puppy. To be re-gifted several hours later. A couple of years ago, my Aunt Tess and Uncle Freddy told their kids Santa didn't come because they'd been naughty. They were so bad, he didn't even fill their stockings with coal and reindeer crap. This was a moment my cousins had to live through twice. Grandma criticized the kids, saying their tears weren't dramatic enough the second time. And maybe that's why Santa skipped them. Uncle Fred actually lost all their gifts in a bet to his work buddies over whether John Travolta was openly a cannibal from 1973 to 1975. 
he said. I'm so sure of it. You can have all my kids' Christmas presents if I'm wrong. And they did. To this day, he claims he meant vegan, but that's also wrong. Aunt Tess had spent hours on Black Friday camping outside of Target. Not because she was waiting to buy discounted gifts, but because camping in the Target parking lot clears her head and helps her prepare for the coming Christmas season. She was furious. But they both agreed that the best solution was to tell their kids that they'd been bad. And that this year, they better make their beds every day and not miss the toilet. Because Santa is sick of mopping the bathroom floor. Usually the robe comes off and I start singing to the general so it's, it's the only chicken that understands me. I sit on my couch in a fleece onesie and eat a cold turkey leg dipped in ranch dressing while looking at my bald eagle stuffed animal. It's very American. I try to get in touch with my roots on Christmas. I rewatch every Ken Burns documentary, trying not to blink too much. Once, I got through Lewis and Clark blinking only twice. I had to have my corneas replaced, but it was worth it for my mission. Then I write a long, detailed letter to PBS listing the clues I noticed about how Ken Burns got his footage. This year's theory? Time-traveling ghost. Last year's theory? Captain Miles Standish never died. He's an informant. The year before that's theory, Ken Burns is my real dad. I don't know where I got this mission. I think it was written on a cocktail napkin. Maybe I wrote it on a cocktail napkin. It's important. Maybe more important than anything else I've ever done. Including the voiceover for that unaired documentary about Peach Cobbler. PBS decided it was too boring to air. Even on PBS. I think that it's worked out better for Uncle Dave than Dad. Uncle Dave is convinced that Dad's own family won't even have Christmas with him. In fact, I think Uncle Dave thinks Mom and Dad got a divorce in 2012. They say you're never appreciated in your own country. That's why I go to a Chinese restaurant. Is that racist? <laughs> it's a good thing Grandma has four ovens. The year Grandma had a heart attack, Aunt Sue hosted, and she got to make gravy her way. But she also cooked the second turkey in the microwave. We set a world record for longest line of ambulances stuck at a traffic light. Now all the ambulance drivers in Kings County openly boycott my family. Oh, Uncle Walter. He choked on that chicken bone on the wrong day. Now he's eating rancid chicken in heaven. I also spend a lot of time trying not to think about how alone I am. Usually, I play a really aggressive game of chess against myself. A couple of years ago, I said some things to myself that I can't really forgive, so we're not on speaking terms anymore. Allison Psychiatrist thinks that's a good thing. Last year, I pretended Kirsten Dunst was my wife. That delusion lasted for a full six hours until I tried to put her on the phone with my mom. My mom was imaginary, too. We're estranged. Two imaginary women who loved me, meeting, and my ego just collapsed. I broke into the bakery down the street and stole the checkerboard cake. Not the real one, the big foam one in the window. I did talk to the suicide hotline. The woman on the phone told me not to give up and asked me what I was wearing. Did you know the suicide hotline costs three ninety nine a minute? So, so that was a pretty successful Christmas. By the way, my real mom and I are estranged, but I'm not sure she knows that. I never told her. She actually calls me every week asking for money. Sometimes I call Bradley and pretend to be his mom. I ask him for money. It has to work eventually, right? On Christmas, I ask for money for a poinsettia to put on Grandma's grave. Thirteen grand. You don't want me to have to put a shitty poinsettia on Grandma's grave, do you? Low-quality grocery store flowers? That's all she gets after years of loving you? This year, I'll tell him that if he sends me $11,000, I'll mail him some Christmas cookies. I can get Joe to bake those. His cookies are always grandma quality. Or better. I think I'm getting close. 
My cousin Carlos suggested that maybe this is too much work, and that Grandma was babying Dad and Uncle Dave a bit too much. Boy, did Santa take a present off his pile for that. And by Santa, I mean Grandma. And by took a present off his pile, I mean burned the whole pile on the stove. Not just the stuff she gave him. Grandma made his parents drive back home and bring back everything that he'd opened that morning. That Amex gift card and PlayStation 3 didn't go quietly. The whole house was filled with black smoke. Grandma said she wasn't worried about cancer because she was going to die soon anyway. Because of Carlos' behavior. This could be her last Christmas. To this day, I can't take a full breath without coughing violently. Last week, I tried to go running and I collapsed into an epileptic fit. I woke up covered in change. At least I got to take the bus home. Once in a while, Michael hacks up kind of a purplish slime? Eh, but that could be from all the drugs he smoked. Uncle Francis is on a respirator, but Grandma claims that is unrelated. Last year, the kids had to sing a song about how much they love Uncle Dave and hate Dad, and then change it up for Dad. Of course, they messed it up and said that they loved Uncle Dave both times. Dad thought they were mocking him and chased them out of the house with the electric turkey knife. I take a photo of myself every Christmas with the dogs using a timer because uh, all the photographers in L.A. have this uh, ban on coming to my house. I'm not sure why. Rude. I tried to fly in a Colombian photographer, but he talked to some people and he uh, canceled. Sometimes I look at all the photos next to each other. If I squint, stand a good 30 feet away, I'm literally Dorian Gray. I'm saving them for if anybody ever needs a photo of me to print in the news. Media seems to be covered for now. When there's a news story, they just print one of those photos of me being tackled by stop and shop security. There were plenty of photographers willing to take photos of me that day. Hair looks good. One year, I had these red and green festive martinis, and there must have been something in them, because as I kept drinking, I got madder and madder that I didn't get any Christmas gifts in the mail. I got a bunch of Hanukkah gifts, but no Christmas gifts, which are better, no matter what they say. So, I tried to sell my parents on eBay. Maybe it was a roofie. I'm immune to roofies. I found out I was immune to them after I dated that sex offender, and he dumped me because his roofies weren't working. But sometimes they make me cranky. The eBay headline was, World's meanest parents don't send Christmas gifts to sad daughter in LA. And the bidding started at 99 cents. Local pickup only. I used a picture from Facebook of my mom and dad at Disney World without me. Seriously, who does that? Even when their daughter is 29. I also posted a picture of me looking sad on my bed. I didn't realize that I hadn't cleaned out last week's empty moonshine bottles. Of course, everyone commented on that. The posting made national news, and my parents went on Good Morning America and the Today Show to publicly tell everyone how sad they were that I had a drinking problem and should come home. They also may have mentioned how horrible I've always been, and what a screamy baby I was. The Today Show did play a three-second clip of me singing at a bar, oh, not on stage, while the audience jeered at it, so I guess it was worth it for the publicity. GMA showed a cell phone video of me vomiting into a crowd. I guess that was cool. I'd never seen myself vomit from that angle. And when I projectile vomit, man, I projectile vomit. I'm trying to remember a night when I ate ham, chocolate chip cookies, fries, marshmallows, and napkins. Might have been that night when I wanted to swallow something that would absorb the alcohol. But I thought I ate a sponge. Joe showed me that How the Grinch Stole Christmas movie. I think the Who's down in Whoville were putting the Grinch on. I mean, waking up to stolen Christmas and instead of calling the cops, going outside and singing? Give me a break. They knew that Grinch. He was a menace who stole socks that were two sizes too small and abused his dog. They were using reverse psychology on him. 
Or they were all holding hands and trying to kill him with their minds. Joe knows I can't watch How the Grinch Stole Christmas because of the way the Grinch treats his dog Max. Two years ago, I tried to send the ASPCA to Whoville to rescue him. I was so upset I made Dakota leave her General Tso's chicken. I also wanted to accuse the Grinch of aggravated party pooping, but they said it wasn't an animal-related crime. But it is on the books in LA and has been used to arrest both me and Amanda Bynes in the past year. The Humane Society has a special task force for me, so they resolved things quickly.